Welcome to Getting to Know Yourself podcast. This is a space curated for millennials who are unstoppable on their pursuit to self-discovery while dealing with mental health issues. This audio series was created for individuals looking to break and bring awareness to the stigma of mental health while taking ownership over their lives through lifestyle hacks, lessons in self-care, self-awareness, and self-empowerment. If that sounds like you, you should be listening to this audio series every Sunday. I'm your host, Kai, and let's get to know ourselves. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Getting to Know Yourself podcast. This is your host, Kai, and thank you so much for tuning in. If you are just now tuning in, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you are an avid listener, thank you so much for tuning in every week every Sunday. So I know the last two Sundays I've been a little bit off with my timing and it's just been because I've been so, so busy with the end of the year plans and the new year plans and just all of the school things that I have to do. And it's just been a really crazy time. So thank you for having patience, but I am ready to get back on track and releasing these episodes every Sunday. So welcome, welcome, welcome to episode seven. This is episode seven, you guys. Wow. So before we get started on today's episode, I just want to take an assessment and just ask my listeners, how's everyone doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm super excited and I'm feeling really, really full because I just traveled back from Chicago and I am really excited that I was able to see my family and friends for my mom's birthday yesterday. We went to Combat Chicago, which is a tactical laser tag experience, and it was super, super fun. So make sure you comment or DM me or email me how you are doing. I want to know how you're doing on your goals. I want to know how you're doing um, on planning for your goals for 2020. And I just want to know overall, how's your journey to getting to know yourself going let me know i'll make sure to include my contact information in the description box below but please 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 make sure that you share your journey with me because i'm super interested in taking this walk with you so if you listen to the last three episodes first of all thank you second of all you know that we were talking about goals we were all about staying ready So a part of staying ready is being in our bag and being financially literate. So you may say, well, you know, currently I'm kind of living paycheck to paycheck and I'm not really sure on how to be financially literate. I have all this debt and I don't know what you mean. I can still save money and also have debt. Well, boo, I'm here to share with you. 17 tips that I have prepared that college cannot teach you. No school can teach you this. I have also prepared three books that I have read that have helped me on my journey toward financial literacy. And I would like to share that with you. So if you are interested in learning about staying in your bag, being in your bag, being financially literate, you need to keep listening. Grab a pen and notebook and let's go ahead and get started. So first of all, I just want to know why, if you're not interested in economics or business or anything of that nature, why you don't learn about financial literacy earlier without life being your own teacher, right? So personally, I'm not a financial analyst. I am not 
by no means the budgetista, but I have learned a couple of t- tips and tricks as I have started to maneuver in adulthood um, that have helped me with becoming financially literate and saving a couple of bucks. So go ahead and grab your pen and paper because I have 17 money tips that your degree cannot buy. So number one, create shopping or grocery lists. This eliminates the amount of unnecessary spending you will do. If it's not on your list, ma'am or sir, you do not need it. Number two, have multiple accounts. Having multiple accounts allows you to allocate your funds to each need. It is beneficial to have an account for savings, for groceries, for spending, and for miscellaneous things, like traveling, for example. Number three, download an automatic savings app. I have 30% of my checks sent to a savings account each paycheck. So I do not have to see that portion of my check. An additional and and in addition, I have downloaded an app called Capital that is hosted by Wells Fargo. The app automatically saves based on a rule you set. So, for example, if I set the round to two dollars each time I spent, then you would get two dollars rounded to your expense in your account every time you spent and then at the end of the week if you have a rule to transfer $50 to your account they have a card that you can use and I use that as my weekend fund number four 80 10 10 rule you should live off of 80% of your income 10% should be savings and investments and 10% should be generosity so for example you can give like 10% of your income as your tithe to your church or to a charity of your choice or something like that. Number five, pay your bills first. If you have no money left over, at least you have all your bills taken care of. You do not want to get into the anxiety of having to figure out what you need to do when you don't have the money to spend on your bills like you owe people and that is just not the stress you need number six enroll in auto pay if you are always super busy like i am i am super bad at remembering to pay my bills on time so i have to be on auto auto pay especially for like my credit card because that's not something i use super often so because i don't use it i'm like okay Take it out on the 22nd so I know, like, okay, I'm not going to even have to pay attention to that. It's just being paid automatically out of my account. Boom. Number seven, make a budget. You can make a budget on Excel. It's super easy. List your expenses. List the amount of money that's coming in. And you should be able to make a list of what you pay for and the amount of money you have coming in so you know how much money you have spent. This is essential. Make a budget that's like top 10 record your expenses this goes along with making a budget if your bank is like mine your money may take a couple of days to come out or the pending might be on your account for a couple of days so if you keep a record of how much you're spending and saving you do not under you will never overspend so make sure that you are keeping a running record maybe you can have a small little me notebook or something like that to keep a record running record of your expenses. Number nine, have a savings goal in mind. This allows you to create objectives for yourself, such as saving $10 a week, having something to work toward, creates 
extrinsic motivation. So, for example, for me, I'm trying to save for my trip to Bali for my 25th birthday. So once I figure out the quote for that, I'll have a savings goal for how much I'm going to put away every month to go toward that trip. Number 10, determine your priorities. This will eliminate impulsive buying. Personally, I have a lot of impulsive tendencies because of my mental disability. So um, I have to really, really hone in on what my priorities are um, because I tend to splurge and you cannot afford to splurge every time you get a piece of change or you will be broke. You have to learn how to get a grip on your wallet because you don't need that Louis bag, sis. If you do not have three bands to put in that Louis bag, do not grab it. Don't. Just don't do that. Number 11, check your subscriptions. Do you really need a Netflix, Hulu, a Spotify, Amazon Prime, Apple Music, Tidal? Do you really need Disney Plus bundle? Do you really need all that, sis? And I know you're probably saying, like, it's only $5.99, but multiply that by seven different subscriptions in 12 months, and you have over $200 a month that you are, I mean, a year that you are spending on just subscriptions. You might as well not do that and just save the money. Be realistic. You may not even have time to watch all the shows that you think you are if you are focused on those goals like you should be, honey. So check your subscriptions. Number 12, consider used items. I love thrifting. I have so many clothes that I do not find it necessary to splurge on the newest things. Instead, I go to Plato's Closet. I hit up the random thrifty stores and I go crazy in there because, you know, who's going to know anyway? Number 13, ditch the credit cards. If you cannot afford it, you do not need it. There is no need to start collecting debt you don't need. The goal is to own, not to rent. Because when you rent, you are still in debt. You owe someone. And owing someone is not financial freedom. Number 14, practice self-control. This goes along with deterring your priorities. Once you set your priorities and make your shopping list, it is up to you to stick to what you say you're going to do. So once you have determined those priorities, practice controlling yourself on, on determining what you need and what you don't need. What's a necessity and what's a want? Number 15, sell slash donate stuff. If you sell unused things, you can get money to save or spend on things you need. Apps such as Postmark and Trazy are great for trendy and name brand fashions. So maybe you bought a pair of loops and you're not wearing them anymore. Don't allow them to collect dust in the dust bag. Put them on Postmark, sell them for half the retail price, make some money back, Buy some more Louis or save it towards something else, like something towards your goals. Write that book, sis. Something. Number 16, use cash. This is something my mom always tells me. If you take out the amount that you want to spend on your shopping list, for example, if you take out $200, you can only spend $200. If you leave your debit card at home, that leaves no room for you to be able to spend extra money outside of your budget. You can get it next time. And number 17, stay in the house. There is so much peace in staying in the house. Um, staying in the house can be fun as well. Go to the dollar store, get some paint, get some canvases, have a paint and sip at home. You don't have to go to a $50 paint and sip. You can have one right at the house for $10 with you and your significant other. 
My boyfriend and I love cooking. We also have game nights, painting sips. We're able to save a lot of money by doing that sometimes. And then we're able to spend that money toward real stuff, like going on trips and having a good time. It's okay to sit your behind down every now and then. So before we go, I just want to leave you all with three novels that I read in addition to those 17 tips that I gave you all. These three novels really, really helped me hone in on my skills toward financial literacy. So the first book that I read is called The Year of Less, How I Stopped Shopping, Gave Away My Belongings, and Discovered Life is Worth More Than Anything You Can Buy in a Store by Kate Flanders. This is a super, super, super good book. It helps with having failures toward saving and just a whole journey on financial literacy. And she really does the damn thing. I swear to God, it's a whole year of living with less than her income. She really scales it back and she gives some really, really helpful tips on there. So it is a must read. Also, nice girls don't get rich. 75 avoidable mistakes women make with money by Lois P. Frankel. Um, this book is super, super good. I have taken so many notes on this. I have sticky notes in this book because it just really, really helps you hone in on your skills. And then it tells you like, hey, these are skills that men have. And that's the reason why men are able to make up for most of the profits that are in America or most of the money making that's in America. These are the things that we need to do as women if we want to be rich and ahead of the game. So I absolutely recommend this book. Make sure you go get it. And lastly, I haven't really read this book as much as I should. Um, I just kind of skimmed it and I thought it was really good. And I just wanted to give you all this as a must read. It's called Live Richard Challenge and it's by the Budgenista. And if you all know who the Budgenista is, she is someone that you need to get acquainted with because she does the damn thing and she's a black woman just doing what she needs to do with money. So those three books I really recommend. Make sure you go and get them. We are going to be financially literate, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be in our bags. Say it with me. I'm in my bag from here on out. All right, you all, that wraps up this week's episode in my bag. Know your funds. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you all go ahead and try out those 17 tips and also read those three books by those wonderful women. Those are going to definitely lead me in my 2020 and making sure that I am being financially literate and being my best self when it comes to spending money and saving money. If you all are trying these tips, make sure that you message me and let me know how they have served you. That's all I have for this week. If you are listening, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and comment with any feedback you have. I appreciate all comments. Thank you so much to my listeners that are in Canada, Belgium, Lithuania, and Germany. I appreciate you all so much. You all have no idea how much I really, 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 just really, oh, I am thankful for the support and continue to listen every Sunday at 5 p.m. This is Getting to Know Yourself podcast. 
I'm your host, Kai. See you later.